tonight on a big go belt wrestling podcast season two episode three of course we're going to be talking about cody rose along with some other little things but majority cody rose because man what big news this is uh and we certainly have a lot to say so let's just jump into tonight's show right now folks stay tuned What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. Here tonight, the entire team is here. And as I said in the opening, we're talking about what could be some of the biggest news coming out of 2022 right now. That is all things Cody Rhodes. It ain't the tattoo. Nah, it ain't Rose to the top. It ain't Brandy being haggled and Jamal coming to the defense. It is something <laughs> unprecedented. And, and Wait, is it Cody ending racism? No, that's the that great was last year. That was yeah, last year. Yeah. Dude, that might be part of the story, though. That might, might be part be. of what drove him to this point. <laughs> it's too much for um, a man. It's just too much. <laughs> but certainly, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about it. Before we get into it, gentlemen, across the board, how's everyone doing tonight? I, I'm not doing well. I, I'm, I, you know... Like uh, y'all go ahead, y'all, y'all just go ahead. I'm, <laughs> Thank you for I'm coming, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've had a week this eventful, so I'm excited yeah. to get into it because there's a lot to break down here. Yeah. It is arguably the biggest Cody fan in this group. I may surprise you on my take. Okay. Where's the argument? I think you are the biggest Cody fan. In this well, touche, touche. I, I didn't know that was up for debate. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, if you have not heard the news, um, there had been some reports flying out about an hour before it actually was confirmed that there is some internal uh, rupture going on, and Brandy and Cody Rose may be leaving AEW, and we knew he's been working uh, recently not under a contract and there's been a lot of debate about that as well too what what did that mean and you know i don't know if this ever was all confirmed but there was a portion of it saying that he did not have like a uh active talent contract uh currently but he was still had his you know all his role backstage which was still um in place but then you know beyond that we also had our conversations of saying like well you know folks had contracts when AEW was launched we knew a couple of names may pop up we were all very much wrong here i mean we had peter avalon thrown around joey janela marco stunt but who would have thought one of the main pillars is out the door and before we actually give our opinions and reactions to it let's kind of go over the news itself so will if you can kind of read off a couple of things as to like the timeline of these things 
Right, yeah, so I guess the first thing that happened Tuesday morning was AEW put out that tweet from Tony Khan saying that Cody and Brandy were gone, they were no longer with the company, and wishing them on their way and thanking them for, you know, their contributions and everything to that extent. That was the first we saw of it was uh, Tuesday morning. We'd had the rumblings before that, but that was the first official, oh, something is really up here. And of course, people started thinking, you know, maybe maybe it's an angle, maybe it's something, who knows? But very quickly, within an hour, we had a statement from Brandy go up pretty much to the same effect of my time is up, I'm gone, and happy to have done accomplished so much. And Cody did the same. They put out statements too. So every, everyone involved made a statement. They were all pretty professional in them. Nothing, you know, crazy or anything, but they're all in agreement that he is gone, he is leaving, and they're happy for what they accomplished there. But they're all saying the same thing, that they are no longer with All Elite Wrestling as of this week. So I did not. I mean, you know, Tony put out a message. Jamal's crying because this is obviously a big deal to him. Um, (laughs) Cody put out a message. Tony Khan put out a message. Brandy wrote her message on original uh, Declaration of Independence paper uh, under delicate. <laughs> and it's funny that everybody pointed that out. It's like, and this is the paper that she used. Uh, but Brandy put out it too. But I had not read read any of it because um, the, in fact, the only part of me that is a millennial is that I'm not reading anything over three sentences. Like that's just it was just way Truth. too much for me. I was just I was out of it. So. Uh, but did anybody read it? And is there any points in there that we should bring up? All right, we got a couple of no's across the board. Nope. <laughs> I don't remember anything read. substantial. I mean, obviously, I read it. All right, Jamal. Obviously, I read it. Um, so here, here's the deal. It's not that he said anything, you know, other than the standard, thank you for everybody. Um, and that's what uh, Cody did, and that's what Brandy did. They went down and named some people that helped him out and stuff like that. Which I think the biggest thing from this is the reporting of it. Uh, some of the reports said that, well, Cody's only in it for the money. He wanted to be the highest paid guy in AEW. So that's why, you know, when he was told no, he bounced. When I think that there's ulterior motives, and I know we're going to get into the, you know, speculation part of it, but the bottom line is, is that the reports have been so conflicting as to what the motives were that it's really hard to make heads or tails of anything. So the only thing that we can confirm is what has actually been said. And what was said was, thank you to you, 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 and you, fuck you, you're cool. And they left. And I think that like for them to make that kind of heartfelt goodbye uh, speaks a little bit more to the sense that hashtag it's a work. And you know, for I, I, we'll get into the, the to the possibilities later, but um, yeah, I, I think it is a bit noteworthy, not necessarily what they said, but what's being reported, and what's being reported is a broad spectrum of bullshit. So, <laughs> take the news for what what you what you make of it. But the bottom line is is that, unfortunately, you know what has come to pass has come to pass, and uh, you know that's what it's going to be. All right, now let's let's kind of reflect a little bit here. Easy, yes or no's. Oh, I is thought I think we were having like a moment of silence when you talked about reflection. I was shedding a tear there. Let's 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 just go across the board real quick. Do y'all think this is a work? Will no. 
At, okay. at this moment right now, no, I don't think it's a work. Not okay. this many days in and not not with how far it's been reported by outside sources now. Okay. Salas? It's a semi-work. It's a work of Cody's doing. And once again, I'll explain more on that later. Hmm. Damien? No, unless it's leading to another Forbidden Door nonsense. All right, cool. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I was definitely about to nod towards Jamal bringing up that he is, you know, when he made the promo about him being the true Forbidden Door. I mean, yeah, he did. I, I thought that was probably his best promo of his entire career when he basically was like, you're not a journalist if you don't realize that, like, I am the Forbidden Door. I was the one that started. Yeah, he definitely did. And I think that also beyond that, I thought he also gave me a good bowl of reassurance to, to eat up to say, you know what? It is a good idea to go out there and hit the indies and reinvent yourself because there was the stigma of like if you are on the top level to go back to the indies is a shame. Mm-hmm. But I think he actually made that actually a legitimate career move where he went back and did it, and then people like Drew McIntyre went back and did it, and so many others followed, and then they circle back around into getting large sums of money from whatever percent the company. So if this is another one of the Cody moves saying that I'm going to play by my own rules and do what I want to do and not be bound by anything, then I, you know, I'm more intrigued. What is very odd to me right now is how much I wasn't a Cody fan. And I don't know what it is, but all of a sudden I'm starting to grow back down that alley of like, you know what? I don't, I don't <laughs> mind that guy. So <laughs> no. Come join tell the you, club. I what? tell you though, that was the thing this week was the most interesting week in Cody Rhodes' uh, career in a long damn time. Short of like, you know, cutting promos this summer where he was bringing everybody together in various different ways. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've never been a Cody Rhodes guy, but damn, if I hadn't spent this week just being like, what the hell's going on with Cody Rhodes? He's got people's attention. There's no there's no denying that. Listen, undeniable I'm just waiting for Cody Rhodes. Undeniable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Cody Rose to break some news like Ronda Rousey and we find out that he's like percent black. Because at this point now, he's doing it for the culture. On Black History Month. I mean, absolutely. The Mar- no, I mean, no, look, Cody's like mute. He's, he's half Cuban. Look, he ended segregation last year. So what more could he have done this year? Completely break the pillars of one of the hottest companies right now. And no one, and, and, and no one knows what to do now. Like, everything is up for question. But no one, no, seriously... Uh, I, I, w- I want to kind of go back around the table now. Now that this seems to be a thing, mm. where do we go reaction-wise in terms of our conversations in the prior weeks about who may be potentially exiting the company? When you see mm. your boss says, I'm going to make this move, what do you think the tone around the locker room may be? Because... We kind of mm-hmm. know how the wrestling world is. It is more of a, a sheep mentality. One person does it, everybody does it. And I'm not bashing anybody, but like we see it, we see it in trends of like when somebody sells a particular type of merch, then everybody's like, I'm gonna sell that type of merch. Mm-hmm. And, and and when people say like well, all those prison videos, uh, when people escaping <laughs> via prison was that was organic, right? That was one hundred percent organic. We didn't get eight of those oh. in a row. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So so Jamal, what 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 are you kind of feeling you think the tone is in the locker room now, knowing that their boss is like, hey, I'm out. Well, here's the thing. Was Cody actually their boss? Because the reports there you going go. back there you mm-hmm, go. were that Khan had taken over the reins and had assumed mm-hmm. more of the control. So when, well, when before- people 
Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. When, when people tell me that, well, Cody left for the money, Cody chasing the bag. Mm-mm. Well, you saw his house on Road to the Top. You saw his BBC, the big black car he has. You saw that's all the things that he does that he that he has. He uh, that's his name, not mine. But um, <laughs> but you saw all the things that he does and all the things that he has. And then on top of that, go big show, big go big show money. On top of that. Um, his wine business. On top of that, his cigar business with Frankie mm-hmm. Kazarian. It's not like he doesn't have his things in other pots that people don't even talk about anymore. Yeah. The bottom yeah. line is, is that Cody may not be Bezos wealthy, but he's definitely making triple, quadruple the minimum wage. And I'm not saying that like just because he's not Vince McMahon doesn't mean that he doesn't necessarily have to be that. As if that's the standard of wealth. No, Vince is a billionaire because he inherited the shit. That's what it is. He inherited a company. Cody created wealth. And so as far as, you know, what the motives were and stuff like that, I I really do think that when you, the way he started, and if we all remember that, that uh, pool party in Vegas, where they announced the company, double or nothing, the big banner. And that was him. That was Kenny, the bucks. That was them. Mm -hmm. And Khan was the money man. To where we are right now, okay. Took the book. You're something. I mean, mm-hmm. we took the book. Now we seeing, you know, now Swole's talking about the lack of structure, the lack of diversity. But nobody wants to listen to her. Fuck all that. She's just some clown talking about shit. She wasn't there. Oh no, no, no. We're seeing a lot of what she's saying echoing through other people. The car oh, she did an interview talking about structure. Uh, people went, oh no, but she's Japanese. That was mistranslated. Uh, and now we're seeing. <laughs> Cody talking about the, you know, not necessarily specifically about the lack of structure, but about the fact that, you know what, like, hey, hey, I created all of this for me with my promos, the code lander, the whatever, Mm -hmm. the whole deal. I did that for me. Mm -hmm. I brought all these people up on the way up. He, his Sammy, his was his last match. And he arguably gave Sammy his best match as TNT champion, putting him over in the end. Who knew that would be the last? Maybe he did. But that's he. But he went out with a, a show stealing match in Cleveland for no reason. Well, so the bottom on, line this, is, is that wait. No, there's wait, a wait, lot. Wait, what you saying? I want. I want to. I want to tap some of your points. I want to. Yeah, so no, okay. So I, I, I buttoned up like this and saying that people want to hate him, and that's they're overlooking the glaring issues of the fact that a lot of the things that he did were stripped from him. And mm-hmm. now he's like, yo, give me a taste because it ain't about the money exclusively. And the thing is, if, if you're not going to let me run my race, then fuck you pay me. And that's what okay, he did. Mm-hmm. And somebody else can pay him more. So, right. so I want to take a, I want to take a couple of parts of what he's saying. I want to pass around because he's bringing up some interesting points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to start with you, Will. So if you work yes. for somebody and you see that your supervisor, boss, whoever, your, your superior had a position and was stripped of it. Yeah, you know that that person was an adequate part to your development opportunity and so on. What does that do for you? What does that mean? Oh, it definitely it definitely puts you on alert because you know something's up. You you know the landscape is not what you signed up for. I mean, like we're just talking about here, like Jamal's getting into. Cody has that EVP title, just like the Bucks, just like Omega, just like the founders. Tony was the money. Tony's the owner. They got EVP titles. They didn't get a piece of ownership. They got those titles. What do those titles actually mean now? 
At one mm. time, they meant they had a hand in creative. At one time, it meant, you know, they clearly were involved with things. And as things have gone on the last three years, it's become clear that that's not the case anymore. So if you take away that piece and he doesn't have that anymore, how valuable was that to Cody? I yeah. think it's very clear that, you know, from Cody leaving WWE, Cody's got an ego, just like his dad. Just like that's his dad. Thing. He thinks very highly. He thinks very highly of himself. So, so I'm, taking I'm, I'm, that away. Hold on, quick. Let, let yeah, me yeah, remember about that. I don't think it's necessarily ego because if you if you have shown and proven, he did the list and everybody mm-hmm. else did a list. But when he came out with that list, is that egocentric to come out there and say like, no, fuck that. This is what we I'm We thought doing. it was at one this point, is, but we didn't realize it was genius. Exactly. And when everybody else started doing it, it's like, no, on the independent scene, you need to know your worth and establish your brand. Mm-hmm. And he did that Absolutely. and literally got a tattoo of it. So yeah, I'm just did. saying that that's not necessarily egotistical in the sense that like a lot of the talking points have unfortunately been boiled down to he wanted CM Punk money. He doesn't need it per se. Yeah. Obviously, everybody I, needs more money. But if, he, I, but he, I, if I, he's I, looking for expansion, then what are we really talking about if you're talking yeah, about a yeah. couple million dollars? Yeah, to, I, to wrap up my point, what I was getting at is that I think that title and having that creative aspect was very important to him. I think so. Yeah. I think the deal for him is like you're saying with the whole idea with the list and all that. I think him being able to put that stuff out there, all the angles he did, good or bad or whatever we thought of them. If anything, maybe he put too much effort into them, but he clearly cared. He yeah. clearly gave a damn and clearly put a ton of damn thought into those promos and the stuff he was working on. So he yeah. believes in that stuff. It's clearly something he wasn't just, you know, brushing off and like, oh, I got, I can do whatever I want. I'll just scribble this down on a napkin. No, that man was putting work into it. Yeah. So to okay. get it taken away, I think that definitely mattered to him. Is what I'm getting. So real quick, let me read this real, real quick. Let me read this from Cody's uh, exit statement. I want to thank all my kiddos, MJF, Jay, Sammy, Darby, Licky, Licky, uh, Ricky Starks, Lee Moriarty, Tom, The Guns, oh. Brock, Velvet, Nyla, Aubrey, Turner, uh, Paul Turner, the referee, Vanilla, uh, Solo, Spears, Jade, Anna, Will, uh, Warlow, Sunny, Fuego, One, and of course, Negative One. And while we're at it, give Jade the Cody Vader. I'm not saying that he's putting these people out there for the giggles to say, look at what I did. I think he is trying to build up the community on his way out because he knows that for him, what's good for him and what's good for everybody I just named ain't the same thing because he's still trying to get to a different level. He's still trying to ascend as a, as a person behind the, uh, behind the scenes. I think it's bigger than money. All right, let me let me let me throw this to Damien now. And then we'll go to Silas. We're gonna get the get the guys in some some voice time. Damien, my question to you, and obviously you can spend this however you want, but you've been around the independence enough, and mm-hmm. we've seen great independent companies thrive, and sure. then we've seen them quickly fizzle. Yep. And there's always one common denominator outside of money. It's always egotistical leaders of it. With that being said, I'm not saying anybody's egotistical here, but I'm just saying when you do see a person start to feel success and then they start to assume more on their plate than they originally asked or even bargained for, typically results in a demise of everything and every effort that everyone put into it and especially the fans. With that being said, you're seeing this change of leadership kind of going around here. What is kind of your feelings and tones about where you think 
this goes beyond this now. If we're talking all of AEW, it's going to be interesting to see how much, as, as time goes on, Tony Khan gets more comfortable in the Eric Bischoff role. I'm not going to say Vince yet. I'm going to say Eric Bischoff because that is the next logical step for Tony Khan. Either that or he goes on, on to commentary like Vince did in the early parts of WWF. Uh, when I see a wrestler be signed for that specific role of management and leadership and their titles usurped, you see it in all, all walks of business and, and jobs. Like right now, if I walked out of my job at the state of Tech, at the city of Texas, I guarantee you two people are following me out the door talking about why Damien leave. He's in number mm -hmm. management. Why did he leave? So what that does, it does put people on alert for one as talent. Number two, that actually leads me to think, how good of a relationship does Tony Khan have with the quote unquote EVPs? Because we've heard for a long time, it's strictly a title. There is no EVP going on. The buck stops with Cody, pardon the, uh, with uh, Tony, pardon the pun. But I think <laughs> where Cody, he, he, we made fun of Cody for the list. Yes. We made fun of Cody for the tattoo. Shit. I've got on this show and made fun of Cody for his indie work because I didn't think it was good at all, but I'll give him credit for one thing. He finds something he wants to accomplish in the wrestling world, and he does it. What I could see on the other end is this inspires other people to branch out Man. and want to do other things. <laughs> Reality shows, game shows. Because I'm going to be honest, I don't think Cody's that charismatic. He kind of seems boring and dry in his real life. So if he's getting all these opportunities <laughs> and he's as exciting as watching paint dry, just imagine somebody like MJF, who's comfortable behind the mic. Imagine someone like Moxley, who Jamal, you know, loves with all of his heart Definitely. outside of AEW. So I think what this does, is sets up a precedent to one, open the door to say, maybe I don't need to stay in wrestling. Maybe I just get myself over enough as a brand. There's that word again, to go to continue elsewhere. Whereas, People on the lower end of the totem pole are like, wait a minute, because Miro went on, on, on an interview recently I read, and he loves the fact that Tony says, look, I just have minor edits to your promo, and the rest is on you. If that's changing, if that company line is now changing where Tony's the talent and not the owner, that's going to be a problem going forward. Yeah, okay, really quickly, uh, the one other thing, because you brought it up earlier but i don't think you I, I don't maybe you didn't meet it in this fashion but let's go back to impact for a little bit when tony shivani and uh and tony oh, yeah. khan <laughs> were doing the forbidding door gimmick where we were kind of like what <laughs> but we got mr khan <laughs> so oh was it mr khan that's right mm -hmm. so <laughs> he was oh playing God. it up <laughs> some 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 interesting days we 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 just been through but to me, and, and again, Damien, to you, uh, it's like when you see this whole idea of is this what you signed up for? And you start to assume you start to see somebody assume more responsibility. And then it becomes I'm not going to say micromanager because they say they got complete uh, creative freedom. Autonomy. But when you mm -hmm. start to see that, you know, things are starting to run a little bit different. Things are being vet vetted a little bit different. Things that you thought you know, the workflow was going to be is now operating a little bit different. You have to start to think, I mean, even, even in government now, like, you know, when you see like 
certain people leave an administration you're just like wait what <laughs> okay mm-hmm. and i mean we can go back two years ago to everything that was happening in the office or three years ago everything was going back in the office and now you're looking at everything's happening in the department of justice right now you're kind of like hmm those firings or those releases or resigns are really uh interesting now when you thought they were just like i don't agree with this person now you start to see like oh there might have been a lot more going on beneath the idea so for you now, I'm just saying, if you look at it from a talent standpoint, you're seeing that, like, how do you think now that changes your idea of, is this really grass is greener on the other side? I think it really just comes down to, you get to a certain level in your in your occupation, in management, and you have like, to borrow that phrase, a glass ceiling, you can't go any higher. So what are you left to do? You're left to go and go elsewhere. For instance, Cody got Annoyed at the fact that he was stuck with Stardust, right? Asked for his release. Goes to start AEW with everybody. Couldn't get any higher. All of a sudden now with the rumors, and maybe we'll get to this, that he's going back to the E, that he's going to be pushed like this big deal. Because Cody's always seen himself as bigger than what he is. That's been one of our core complaints and arguments is Cody thinks he's Triple H when he's not. And that's what I'm seeing now. It's like, okay, he can't be the boss. Where can he go to be the boss now? Nowhere. Okay. Unless he starts his own company, nowhere. And yeah. God, God forsake that. If there's a Cody Rose Wrestling Federation, I do not want to see that. Oh, Money. So you said wait. Nightmare Championship R-H. Wrestling. Let's go. Our wait, baby. <laughs> All right, son. Let's take us to our break. All right. So let, let me give me about two or three minutes here because I'm going to back some stories up because you guys hit on certain points that kind of filled my story. So let me take you back. So let's go back to about 2003, where King Woods told a story that we all know that Cody was an amateur wrestler in high school and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And him Mm -hmm. and King Woods had rivalries when they were in high school. So King Mm -hmm. Woods was a very talented, you know, amateur wrestler himself in high school. So during that time, one of the things that was bigly known around the Atlanta area that, you know, Cody Runnels was a great amateur wrestler. Like, he's the biggest thing smoking going in there. And, of course, they got into a match, and King Woods lost in high school. But one of the biggest things was Cody was the big man. Like, if you wanted to do something, you had to be Cody. And, of course, Cody, being the son of Dusty, who has an ego for himself during that time. Cody goes, does his thing, gets his shot in WWE. But when he first came in, he thought he was going to be the biggest thing smoking. He thought at that time he was going to be like Randy Orton, but he was so green as grass when he came in. However, Mm -hmm. like you said, Damien, he was always thought he was better than what he was. Went through some gimmick things or whatever. Went into um, the group with him, Ted DiBiase, with Legacy, Ted DiBiase and Randy Orton, things of that nature. And then Cody started to venture off himself where he started to get the business understand what it is on pro wrestling and then start to have his gimmick. The biggest gimmick that he had is when he had the dashing that led to undashing Cody Rose that put him over, which one of the best spots I ever seen was even though the WrestleMania was terrible. WrestleMania 27 was that it moment for him in his home crowd where he finally got that push where, okay, I can be something. But even at that time, Vince McMahon and the company of WWE never saw him and never gave him the spotlight. He had his chance against Damian Sandow, which he should have won that money in the bank. It did not. And all those things came to fail. So let's put him in the Stardust gimmick. When we put him in that Stardust gimmick, let's see if he can bring something out to a a really a low end character to bring him up. And that's where he got frustrated because he wasn't able to do what he wanted to do to build him up. So like you said, Damian, he wants to leave WWE. What I agree with Jamal is, It doesn't have to do with money. 
the biggest thing that Cody wanted to do for himself was be the biggest person in wrestling, especially after when his father died, he felt like it should be automatic where I should take over that Rose name and be the biggest thing smoking in wrestling. WWE didn't want that. So it has nothing to do with money. Cody is well off for himself. So it has nothing to do with money, but it has to do with the fact it cannot be the biggest name in wrestling. So Vince, you're not going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. Now, before it was even said about this forbidden door, Cody was the forbidden door. Yes, he made that list, but he did things that nobody did at that time saying, okay, I'm going to go here. Let me fight Zack Zaber Jr. Let me go here. Let me fight all these people in these different promotions so I could put myself on the map. Wait a minute. I can do more. I can build my own promotion. So let me go ahead and pick different people from these independent circuits to see what we can do to bring things together. However, Cody's mind was never trying to build a wrestling promotion. Cody's mind was trying to say, I'm the biggest person in the business. So right. what you guys, and this is to your earlier question, you tamed, you was like, how would AEW feel with everybody that's coming in and his partners together? And I don't know if you saw what the Young Bucks said. The Young Bucks was basically like good riddance. If he wants to go, let him go. But at the same time, they're kind of hurt because they thought they had somebody that was truly on their side to build up this. But now they see, oh, he's about himself. So well, now, oh, go, go ahead. I'll I, just wanna, I, I just want to add one thing. I mean, when you think about when they did All In and All In was like literally like a, yo, we got this idea. Let's all go in and do it. And it was such a success. And they did it. They proved everybody wrong. And I, I don't think there was no ego in it. I think it was a bet that they betted on themselves, which mm-hmm. happens to be Cody's philosophy over the last five to six years is he's going to continue to bet on himself. When everybody doubts him, when everyone says he can't do it, I think that's what truly motivates him to say, now watch me. So I think the idea that he never gets complacent and the idea of them doing all in is a bit, uh, essentially becoming AEW, but when it stops becoming about the motivation of driving for better and some overhead giant with money comes in and says like, well, this is kind of my toy now. Like I, I understand the more, you know, the momentum you all build, but it's kind of my toy now. And I'm going to make this my toy. I'm going to make these, Moment it hits a wall. Yeah, exactly. But go ahead, Salas. And then it came to the point. So we did the AEW, but here is the one kicker that I always had in my mind. Never said it, but I had it in my mind. Why would you want to build a company yourself and not put yourself at the top of your own company? Not saying you have to be the longest reigning champion, but when he put that thing in, in the gimmick that he says, well, I can never compete for an AEW championship, something spotlighted my mind saying, okay, why doesn't he want to have this big title or big moment? on his own wrestling promotion. Something was wrong with that, in my opinion. I just never said it because I was like, let me see this thing ride out to see how it goes. Now it comes to this point where now where he wants to leave. But, but even to this point where he wants to leave now, and probably he will go back to WWE, but here's the thing that he wants to do in WWE. He wants to be bigger than Roman Reigns. It won't work unless he's bigger than Roman, <laughs> Roman Reigns. Now, listen, hear me out. Hear me out when I say this. He already hear is. me out when I say this. Not necessarily. Vince has to give you that credential to order to do that. In his mind, he is. But if he can overcome Vince McMahon and say, Vince McMahon, you're going to put me on the top. You're going to let me be better than Brock. You're going to be let me better than Roman. I'm going to be your big ticket to do that. That's what he wants. Now That's the whole second half of this show right there. There it is. Here's where where the work is. Here's where the work is. If he doesn't get that to where he's over top of Roman, he's going to leave the rest of the business and just be totally done with it. Oh, that sounds like a hissy fit. But we'll look, we're gonna talk about it. Cody Rhodes. Thank you. The WWE. Um, we are going to go to break. 
Um, so let's do that. And yeah, we'll return back on that note in a second. Big Gold Belt Media is your golden standard for all of your media needs. Visit BigGoldBelt.com for pro wrestling info, movies, comics, and even more digital content. On all of your social medias, follow us at Big Gold Belt all across the board. Listen to this show and more on your SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, folks. So if you're looking for some advertising space to uh, talk about your promotion products or whatever it may be, definitely shoot us a DM or contact us on any of our social medias. And um, obviously, as the commercial just said, you can find us at BigGoldBelt.com for opportunities and discuss rates in terms of uh, having us uh, promote whatever you got going on. So definitely give us a shout. We can hash that out. But in the meantime, before we get to our second topic, let's hit our any spotlight of the week uh yeah so it is a big uh weekend and tonight's indie spotlight isn't particularly a company it's a person and i want to i want to take some time to spotlight big swole it's her uh in inaug- not inaugural but it's her comeback um you know since she's been out uh, of aw and the long and short of it is she's going to be running two shows this weekend um so go see her in st louis which is actually her hometown um for black wrestlers matter uh that's at live at the north county recreation Plow complex and on 2577 redmond avenue in st louis Missouri. uh that is february the 19th 5 p.m local time bell times at six uh you know you get on their twitter and that is bwm DSM on the Twitter machine. So Black Black Wrestlers Matter out there in St. Louis. Uh, go support Swole. Go support support local wrestling. Uh, you know it's going to be an interesting one. I can't wait to see Tootie Lynn versus Big Swole. Um, that's going to be pretty heavy. Uh, Fred Yeha versus JDX. Myron Reed versus Kenny Alfonso. Who are uh, well Alfonso is going to be a terminus next week. I'll be damned if this isn't a great show all the way around. So that's going to happen this coming Saturday. And then somehow, some way, she's going to go through the uh, port key and end up in a in a uh, chimney in Northeast DC. She's coming here. And she's coming <laughs> here. And yeah, uh, I'll be damned. So she's coming <laughs> here. And that's a part of, you know, yeah, I'm going to need to and that's part of Ingrapital Retrust, uh, Cat Fight Club, D.C. Uh, that's at D.C. Brow. So you get your drink on, get your wrestling on, 3178 Laytonsburg Road. Also, get some bird, because Road and Rooster is out that way, too. And they're, they're actually pretty damn delicious. Not not a sponsor, just delicious. Uh, that's on <laughs> If they want a sponsor, that's fine, too. Right. So that's the first and last time I'm going to remember, remember that, uh, Roman Rooster. So hit us up. <laughs> but 4 p.m. Uh, that's happening out there in Northeast Bladensburg Road. So it, it ain't downtown, but it's definitely at DC Brown, which is a good venue for you know for wrestling. It's actually one of those places we've seen the brewery experience pop up around the country, and DC Brown is another one of those places. Uh, Trisha Dora is going to be there. She's taking on Swole. That's going to be heavy. Um, and I'm seeing you know Willow Nightingale, Mr. Grimm, Sugar Dunkinson. Uh, it's going to be a good Gia Scott, you know. So it's going to be some names, some names you need to see this weekend 
um, and that's at Fight Club Pro Wrestling DC this coming Sunday. So go support Swole in St. Louis. Go support Swole in Northeast and uh, have a good time for wrestling. One quick note, this time next week, Terminus has happened down in down Atlanta. And that's uh, Jonathan Gresham's and Jaron Byrne Black's promotion. So it's on a Thursday for some reason. But yeah, another card that's shaping up to be bananas. I don't know how the hell they're getting these people, but uh, Terminus looks very interesting. And I mentioned that now because we might not mention it as the show is going on during our show next Thursday night. Yeah, right on. Uh, yeah, by the way, at DC Brow, you know, that's our home of professional wrestling here in Washington, DC. One of our homes. Um, there, well, that is the only is that it? Is that the only for right now? That? It's about it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> this is the first show. Well, this is the yeah, first show the coming out of the pandemic. So yes, it is. is yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, formerly the home of primetime wrestling, pro wrestling. But uh, yeah, we'll be back. When I say we, because that means we will be in the building, obviously, because we're gonna be in DC. Of course, we will be. And as you say, you got Trisha Door and, and Big Swole closing out the night. It's going to be one hell of a Sunday. Thank God we don't work Monday. <laughs> Those brow shows can get Y'all crazy, folks. I tell you. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway. Real quick, uh, I'm not going to lie about Terminus. I, I saw today that we're going to have Gresh versus Santana. And for some odd reason, that intrigued me so much to look up plane tickets to go to Terminus. For whatever reason, that was just a matchup. And especially when, if you watched AEW last night, watching Santana work over with Jericho, I'm intrigued as to this next step in his career. Seems like he's slowly starting to venture out into singles run away from, you know, his typical tag team stuff. Acquitted himself well yesterday against Jericho and Hager. Really good test to see what happens with him and Gresham. I'm I'm really debating hopping on a plane just to go see that. (laughs) All right, folks. Second half of the show, we're right back at it. Cody Rose now to WWE is the rumor. <laughs> is the rumor. What's next? What, yeah. What else could be more crazy than this? All right. Here's here's he buys impact. Here's all right. Well, I for me, hearing this, I don't agree with a lot of what Sellers was saying in terms of where, where, where Cody wants to be in terms of statue within the company. I don't think like I want to be bigger than Roman Reigns because that's not really a him decision. That's really a fan decision there. Um, because a lot of what 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 went wrong in AEW was the fans never gravitate towards him. And I will be honest that I think him wrestling under Cody Rhodes, but being Cody Rhodes makes it very hard for people to see the difference between the two, the person and the, the gimmick. And I think right. that for all the reasons that we just gave him his flowers, that still don't mean anything once that arena opens and he's in that ring. They're booing him because they don't like him. But why don't they like him? Oh, the tattoo? Cool. Definitely not a good decision. But when you think about a lot of what he's done, I mean, you kind of always got to give my man his props. And I think, you know, for us being fans looking at that, it's one thing. I think for wrestlers looking at that, that's another thing. When you're thinking like, wow, this dude did a lot and he's leaving you know it's not a really characteristic thing it's very uncharacteristic shall i say considering that he's one of the pillars of building this company and he's leaving i don't feel betrayed 
or abandoned i got a lot of questions what is going on behind doors that i do not know about that i need to know about if you have somebody like cody leaving and we haven't even mentioned brandy at all which i know jamal can't nobody like does why would we <laughs> nobody does no need no need <laughs> But I mean, you have to assume her position and her duties, her roles, her significance, and then she leaves. So, you know, what 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 does that do for the morale for everybody as we talked about in the first half? But now to go to WWE, to me, this is still just him on the road of betting on himself and proving that he can do the un he, the unthinkable. And I also think <laughs> there's something interesting and nobody's really gonna say. But there's a slot for him up top. Because look about all the people that left that opened up slots for him. Daniel Bryan's gone. I see him fitting right in that role. I see what you mean. Okay. Very easily. Ambrose is gone. I can see him fitting in that role where you don't have to even be the biggest star. You just have to be significant. I can tell you right now something that I'm hearing everybody over the internet saying. Everybody's saying, I wish the Miz had the Intercontinental Championship back because I missed when somebody actually took it. Cared about it? Yep. And can Mm -hmm. you think of anybody else that wears that with pride that it will mean the utmost to him and you put him right back in that and let him go crazy? So whether you're talking wrestling booking or you're just talking just his destiny to go back, I'm not mad at this at all. It's beyond shocking. But this is truly, truly game-changing, him going back. And I don't think he has to be the top person. I don't think he has to go against Roman Reigns. I don't think the storyline even makes sense for him to dethrone Roman Reigns. I just think he has to just go back there and just be a name. And matter of fact, he's going to get a lot of momentum because everybody's going to be like, holy hell. <laughs> what? He's actually here. He's here. <laughs> he He's here. This doesn't make sense. He's here. It is, it's going to be on the lines of AJ Styles coming here. And I reason I'm, I'm not saying they're on the same level, but when AJ Styles came out in the Rumble, no one believed that that guy could have left New Japan at the peak of his career and walked through WWE doors. And everybody was like, oh my God, what, what, what? This is the biggest signing ever. And I think now you look at it like, oh, it's clearly the Billy Goat mentality. Grass is clearly greener on that side of the bridge. No one's clearly ever going to come back. Wait, he's coming back? And he's not just someone here? coming back, but one of the founders coming yeah, back. Right. That's the thing. It's not. This isn't Moxley coming back and becoming Dean Ambrose again. This is one of the guys that laid the foundation. So that I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than that. And hell, he's the only one who could come back since the Bucks and Omega weren't there. So he's yeah. the only one who could do the you turn and come back the other way. You know, as much as people were saying, I hope Shane goes to AEW. (laughs) This is actually the complete opposite of it. This is, matter of fact, is it, is it almost the same? Cody Rhodes and Shane McMahon confirmed? (laughs) It's like a trade. 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 Trade meter says this. But, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it is. This is free agency. And it, yeah. it happens every, is, every yeah. July. Everywhere. It happens every July in baseball. It happens yeah. every, you know, now-ish, uh, February in basketball, and so on. And that's what I don't think the, the wrestling fans seem to understand is that you are literally an independent contractor. So you work for you. You can't <laughs> sign an exclusive contract, and that is what it is. 
But once you realize that you've done what you wanted to do, you realize that the ceiling is a little bit heavy, a little bit thicker, a little bit, you know, unbreakable that you realize, then you move. How is this yeah. any different than an yeah. IT contractor going, yo, they're paying to be across the street X uh, number and yeah, I get this analogy. title with this office. Yeah. Okay, yep, cool. Absolutely. Move on. So I don't see why, why this is shocking. I don't see why this is um, like wrestling fans that don't watch sports can't be rest fans of sports because if they I mean, put that emotional content, August should be a, a suicide prevention month. Because, because but a, a lot happens. of them don't want to acknowledge it in that fashion. That's the other thing. They don't want to acknowledge it as a sport. Right. They, they, they just don't. They want to they say it's a sport, but it don't exist in the sport reality. And that's why Cody exist. wants to be the top of his sport. But go ahead, Jamal. And as he should, because that's what you want to do. As, you know, like I don't see anybody in the LA uh, LA Rams going. No, they can have it. It looks better with them anyway. Like, no, fuck that. You want to win. You want to win big. That's not egotistical. That's the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, real, real quick, real quick. When nobody's talking about Brandy, because the lynch mob, and this is what I think the internet-based narrative uh, is, is a thing, and I think that that should be accounted for. People hate Brandy. For reasons, and we all know why that is, and and that's unfortunate. So if you are the guy who has his future, and he realizes that, well, not only is the ceiling tempered glass, and I ain't breaking through it, but the literal lynch mob is coming after my wife on a regular right. basis. No matter what she does, she'll never amount to jack shit based on what the internet says. And if you believe that, and people do, this is where we are. So why did Brandy get booed all of a sudden? Why did things not work? Well, so you mean to tell me that the inner circle gets to drag on for six months, but the Nightmare Factor Collective gets pulled? Well, it wasn't Brandy's idea to add Luther. I love Luther, but it wasn't her idea to add him. It wasn't her idea to add Mel. She had a thing. And when they course corrected and had those uh, vignettes of her going and saying, talking to a counselor, those were actually very good. So the bottom line is, is that her idea got corrupted immediately because what does this woman know about building a character? Well, she's only learned for Cody and Dusty, my God. But fuck that. She's the black woman. <laughs> the fuck is she know? Get your ass in the kitchen. So the bottom line is that it, the hitch has always been out. The hit job has always been out for Brandy. And if you are Cody, the one that should care about her professionally, the most in the world, he don't need the shit. He don't need yeah. the money. Yeah, but sure, sure couldn't that, have helped things. It sure yeah, couldn't I, have helped I, things. So go ahead, yeah. go ahead, I'm done. So, yeah, so, so, so if you look at, look at it like that. So... If between you lose the creative power you had, mm -hmm. or at least that you were sold on having that you had at one point, your wife's getting treated like garbage. You have all these new faces coming in between Punk and Danielson, Adam Cole, that are all becoming hotter commodities than you the moment they right. show up. And then you're left with like, okay, my contract's up. I meet with the boss. I'm not getting creative back. I got all these other factors involved. He tells me he ain't going to give me more money. Why should I stay at that point? Why? At that point, it's like, look, if I ain't going to get all this, and I know this other place here has deep pockets and is itching to take somebody and will gladly welcome me to make mm -hmm. this happen, even if I don't end up on the tippy top there. Hell, look at it this way. He's going to end up in a better position than he was at Stardust. So any way you slice it, he's going to end up with a ton of money, and he's end up in a better position than he was when when he left there. And so, hell, the long game here. And then wrap it up. The long game can always be: was he signs a three year deal? Three years down the road, he's pushing forty. He can weigh it all over again. Do I want to go back? Assuming AEW still kicking it, or he stays there. 
He already yeah, has there you go. free agency. Two, free agency. One yep. one quick thing I want to say from all of this, I hope that everybody is taking notes in terms of the business because not only does he go back to eight to, to WWE, but he actually owns his name now. He actually has the rights to his name. Mm-hmm. So now when you talk about merchandise, that money comes in a little bit different now. And then not right. only just that, you got that Warner Warner Media money. So go get that Netflix money and that WWE Studios money and any other of these deals that they got going on, this Disney money that could be happening. Oh, and by the way, you and your wife are completely marketable. No one can tell you different. Just look at what Warner Media has given you thus far. You might be the most marketable couple on your on your Shoot. show right now. Two chains. How quick are they going to do a match between Brandy and Cody and Miz and Maurice right now? Come already on. discussed. It's, They're not. I don't already talking about that. Hunter and Steph versus them too. I don't. I don't even think they do that. Uh, that Cody. Do it. I mean, said, do it. It's already. But here's the thing. You guys are just saying it. Cody is making like literally when he if if and when he comes to WWE. That's what he did. He built himself as the mark, but that is his gimmick. I'm and I'm stealing it here. I'm better than you, and you know it. And that's why I'm here in WWE. <laughs> I'm stealing it, yes. But that's what he is in coming in WWE. He's not going to come to WWE if he's not going to guarantee that when he signs the deal that he's going to be the top person. He, I mean, I mean, granted. I mean, so that's the thing. That's what he wanted to do that's from the business. beginning. That's his business. That's he 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 did business. this long route. Yeah. To prove to WWE, I'm going to be your best signing in Man. 20 years based on what I'm doing right now. I left you, and look what I did, and you want me? Put me at the top. Hey, and hey. I better not lose. Put me on your biggest match, and I'm going to be better than Roman. That's hey. what his gimmick is. He's going to be a heel, and he's going to be great at it. Hey, Sellers, this is this is the hot take on the internet that I know you don't read that I hate so much. This is long-term storytelling right here. <laughs> it's, it's not. It, it's, it's, but literally, from day one, Cody had to set in mind what he wanted to do. His gimmick is, I'm the best person. I'm the best. And I'm still another be. gimmick. Best wrestler in the world. I'm the best marketable person in the world. So when he gets on that mic, he has his wife in his hand. It's going to be literally him being the biggest person in WWE. And granted, watch. He will debut at Mania. He's going to debut at Mania, and he's going to turn from there. And the next thing that you're going to see is him versus Roman as that next marketable match. Why and do you... he's going to be the person that takes the belt from Roman. I'm telling you, that's the only why reason he's signed WWE. He's, why, why did Cody win money in the bank? So, so listen, 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 Silas. I do agree that uh, uh, as far as the business, and Damian, I'm going to mm-hmm. give it to you. As far as the business, and then again, this is what I hope everybody's learning. You know what you're signing. And not only do you know what you're being offered, but you understand that you can put in clauses, incentives. You can work your sure. contract out yep. to be as unique as you need. And I think he has that mentality. He didn't know this a long time ago. Right. But now he does. Because yep. not only was he probably in the negotiations and getting people signed, but he also had to sign them. So he now sees it from both ends. So you couldn't believe that he's going to go in there thinking like, well, there's certain things that I want. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's position, title, influence media stuff yes booking opportunities of course there's going to be clauses in it and i don't think and i like i love how you're saying like roman is the top guy and that's the say all be all but there's also still brock lesnar there who's the also really clearly one the, and two roman and the, brock are clearly one and two and, right. it, and, I, and I, don't, I don't think you i don't think you prove your worth by saying you're you beat roman i don't think that's like the staple here because roman is just whatever he's doing as long as he's doing something that's important and influential to everybody, that's all that matters. Daniel Bryan has not won the championship, and he's still the most watched, one of the most watched people on AEW. And so is Punk. So, like, you don't have to be 
the 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 top person in order to still be the most liked person. I think he cares about that more than being the top. I got Damien. you. I got. But let me go this real quick before Damien. Let me just say this: If you take a person that held one of your top prizes for almost two years now, and you're the person that beats him, regardless of all of the things you built up for this person and all the people that he beats, that means something when you talk about the sport aspect of the business of you took the title off somebody that was literally reigning for this long, but I'm sorry, go ahead, Damien. Here's my thing. And I was thinking about how you debut him and all this other stuff, but I'm not even going to talk about that for this second. I'm thinking from a business perspective, you might've won me over with this argument about him and Roman. Here's why. Right when he was about to leave AEW, the slow heel turn was coming. The, uh, uh, am I, or am I not? was coming right mm-hmm. what better way for him to reestablish himself as the biggest asshole in all of wrestling than to show up at elimination chamber put you there mm-hmm. knock mm-hmm. out austin theory on in black history month beat bobby lashley because he had racism <laughs> <laughs> and then goes oh, on no. to mania goes on to mania puts himself in the triple threat and beats both brock and roman for the title those one and two I wasn't oh going to book Lord. it, but it, so- it sounds that is the easiest way to melt down the IWC and everything around it is to have Cody show up in Saudi Arabia dressed as a sultan and beats Bobby Lashley in the elimination I, chamber. I think uh, I she forget- Cody's going to show up. <laughs> I think I keep forgetting about one thing. When you win, then what? Because after that, the moment he loses, then it's like back to the bottom of the barrel. You got to have him chase in long term booking for but him. But nobody, I don't think anybody really cares about Cody's chase. They don't. No. Cody's already yeah. at enough of a level where he could show up Listen, win and still be a heel. Mm-hmm. I think anything he does right now, people are going to watch. Anything. Oh, yeah. I agree right on now. that. I agree on that. I think anything. right now, you bring him in, you reintroduce him. As a main eventer, in a big way, there's plenty of people for him to work with, whether it's Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, that top-tier edge. edge. That's You have that top tier of guys. I think as long as he's in that mix with that top tier of guys, he's going to be happy. So like you you know, about 10 people there that he could be in the mix with for WrestleMania because I don't see them changing course on Brock and Roman. I think that is locked in. But he will be in a prime position to reintroduce him to the wwe audience and And establish cody is now he's not stardust he is now a guy and then then you go into the post mania season like like jamal said earlier maybe he wins money in the bank maybe that's what they do that story story with him becoming a top guy that's the story you do after mania right now you bring him in and you establish him that's my my thinking there and one more thing one more thing real quick just to tie that up and they need to do this because Lord knows I've had a bunch of people be like, oh, he goes back. You know how Vince is. He holds a grudge. He's going to have that Stardust costume waiting for him when he shows up. I'm like, mm-hmm. not a chance. Not a chance. They, mm-hmm. they if it's going to make they, Vince money, nope, not a chance. And they have to treat him right because this is the t- litmus test of someone coming from AEW to WWE to draw and then be, Vince being like, I make you a bigger star here. Listen, you know damn well he's gonna be in Cody's ear and be like, that Jade Cargill, that MJF. <laughs> them. Yeah. I want them here. Listen, you're the first Jamboree, one look at that. that I'm making into a real star. <laughs> Listen, you're forgetting about a couple other things Vince is interested in, but I will say this the one thing that Cody had a problem with in AEW, besides all the management stuff that we really don't know about, but we can kind of speculate a little bit, is that he wasn't liked. 
And we can confirm that because we watched Road to the Top. And we know that he had a problem with how people perceived him. Number two, Brandy also was so worried about what does it what does it mean when she returns? Will she have been forgotten? Will she be able to get back to where she was at? Which means she also cares about the perception of what the audience thinks of her. To me, when you're top folks, you shouldn't even have to worry about this because you should automatically be able to get back in and put yourself in a position that makes yourself relevant and it hasn't worked for the two of them. So to me, the biggest thing for, them, for me is that they're worried about being liked. Now, our biggest, collectively, at, at Big O' Belt uh, Wrestling Podcast, collectively, we are the biggest marks for Eva Marie. The folk, the fan, the, per, the person whoa. that everybody wrote off. But why did she uh, get a call back? Former Mark, I moved on. I'm oh, oh. oh. he's done. Boo. He's retired. Oh, off the train. Boo, oh. boo, boo. But listen, she started OnlyFans. That's why. why did she? Why did she Wait, get what? a call back? Why did she? Even why did she start OnlyFans? Why would you know that? Because it's on my uh, list. Things here of wrestling news. <laughs> so <laughs> you mean obviously, I'm news. back on the train. Um, I bet. <laughs> I Listen, knew Jamal would. <laughs> why did she get a call back? And we talked about this weeks ago. We said because she why went out there and made she? herself mark. She got a call back to get resigned. What happened? Because she went back out there, got herself in better shape, got her sobriety right, and she made herself marketable from all of the her brand, the different movies that she was in. That's that. That's what Vince wants all day and every day. Beyond the con shaving everybody, shaving the fat. That's what Vince wants. When you think about Cody coming in and his obligations to Warner Media and how marketable and how valuable they even see him as, and when Vince has a say to say like, "Oh, I have a talent that has a connection with them," what does that mean for us opening doors in Warner Media? Sure, we got Peacock. Sure, we got Disney. Sure, we got Netflix. I don't know. What's the last one missing over there besides NBC Universal? Oh, well, no, they got that because Peacock, sorry. So, wait, the last one missing here happens to be Warner Media. Maybe we can actually get some type of branding and promotion over there as well, too. It's all business for Vince. It ain't got nothing to do with wrestling. It's entertainment on that end. And when you think about who, I mean, is this for debate? Cody is the biggest marketable star in AEW, period. Both was. in wrestling. Yeah, was formerly of AEW. So you put him back in the WWE where he's a WWE guy, and it, it makes sense. It just makes sense. I think everybody has got something to gain from here. I can't wait to see what happens in a couple of weeks. We're going to have a and lot And I think you just hit that. a good point that people forget he was a WWE guy. It wasn't as if he was some in new Japan from the start indie darling. He started off in the machine. So if people are mad, he's going back to the machine that he first started in, then you really need to revisit your history, man. Because like you just said, he wants to be the man. What better way to do that than was to leave and come back. So yeah. where else would he go? Him. That's the thing. There's yeah. nowhere right. to, to make, go. to right. make the kind of money he wants to make. There's no other option. Mm-mm. Even if it, well, even if it were about the money, I mean, like, fine. Like he took a like. Let's say he gets an executive level, uh, you know, position at MLW. Fuck out of here. He's not, you know. Yeah. He doesn't need to take that. <laughs> One also, he's 36 and he just had a you know a baby this past year. He's in a very different position than he was when AEW started. Yeah, and listen oh, so for good. the fans and for the fans. 
forget this Roman thing. I'm just debunking that right now. You want him in a you want him in a feud with somebody that also can do some justice on the mic. Give him the Miz. Let him go crazy with that because that's the one thing that they're gonna want from Cody. They're gonna want to hear him talk, and we know there's one thing Cody wants to do. That is talk. So give that guy a mic and let him go out there and be their best CM Punk, MJF, and all that collaborate all into one on WWE and cash some dollars. And let him do that for a couple of weeks. I mean, Punk does it and it works. So why can't Cody do it? At, at WrestleMania, at WrestleMania, you market it as the battle of reality TV. No, yeah, I mean listen, and that's not that's even a, a WWE call. That is going to be a again, uh, uh NBC Universal and a Warner Media saying, hey, uh the biggest show of the night. It ain't the Super Bowl, but it's uh, just the uh, the the WrestleMania thing. Can, can we can we can we throw some stuff on there? And we and and regardless of people think that companies can't play fair, the biggest Boston fight of all time was Manny Pacquiao versus uh, Floyd Mayweather. One was represented by HBO. One was represented by Showtime. They both cut money down the middle, and everybody was happy, and they got the biggest paydays of their life. So these things type of things can happen. So yes, I foresee that happening for sure. All right. Before we wrap up tonight's show, our quick little question of the night. And it's not Cody Rhodes no more. It's not. It's not. <laughs> a palate cleanser. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's not. And it's not Brandy either. <laughs> Just in case anybody thought it was going that route. I wanted to bring it up. We talked about NSC 2.0 last week. I just want to quickly ask, go around the table. Folks, of the NXT 2.0 talent right now, who is the most ready to debut on the main roster. Mm. William. I'm going to say a lot of people would say the champ, and I like the champ, and I think he's damn close to ready, but I'm going to say Carmelo Hayes. He is the full package ready. I think he is ready today. I think you could put him on SmackDown tomorrow, and he'd be fine. That's my pick. With Trick Williams, the the whole thing. All right. All right. Mr. Marcellus. Dolph Ziggler, because I have no faith in anybody coming up <laughs> on the main roster from NXT right now, because I know they're going to be cut or drop right back down somewhere else. <laughs> Regardless of personnel actions, but if this was a question, who do you think could be ready for the main roster? <laughs> um, Honestly, uh, and I, I just like the way she like kind of reframed herself, but uh, Mandy Rose. Uh, I think having her come back to the main roster, I think she would be one of the best players. Like you could put her against Charlotte, you could put her against Sasha. I, I think you could put her against Bailey. I, I was always impressed with her, but now she's even more because she has a full full aspect with her. Excuse the whole me, different Mandy. Say, excuse yeah. me, are you saying that NST two works? Because she was on the main roster first, came back, and then oh, okay. Go back. Okay, fair we could have did enough. that with Tyler Breeze, but they failed that one too. So man, we don't need to go back down that road of the the the, the mishaps on a, on a black and gold. Uh, Damien, I'm gonna go a little different and say uh, no. I'm not gonna you know simp for Wendy Chu. I'm actually gonna go with uh, <laughs> Malcolm Bivens. Oh, good pick. I, I think based on what I've seen recently with him and his interactions with everybody on the roster and social media. I think he's ready for the main roster to be that that annoying, grating heel manager for someone who can't put two sentences together. And I really <laughs> think he's ready to play any role that they give him, and he'll make it work. So I think all these years toiling in NXT 1.0, 2.0, I think he's ready, finally. All right, all right. Jamal? 
Uh, the only person that I give a shit in WWE, full stop, <laughs> because Cody hasn't arrived yet. The only single one person in all of the company is Nikita Lyons. I <laughs> she hasn't debuted oh, in, uh, in, in oh, NXT yet. Changed her gimmick five times in a week. Okay. But oh, because she can do it all. Um, she's, you know, 5'9", actually a martial mm-hmm. artist. Uh, you know, yep. she is an actual recording artist and yes. has done modeling. I mean, it's it's yeah. not that she's, you know, Nia Jax 2.0 because she's just this big uh, lioness. Uh, it's just that, like, in seeing her in WoW, she's exactly. not as bad as you as, as you think that she could be. But then again, this is WWE. This is NXT. So honestly, seeing her, maybe she comes to NXT and does well or not. I want to see how Level Up relates to it. And if she doesn't, you know, immediately take off in NXT, maybe they send her and Lash Level, Lash Legend, to uh, Level Up. But she's literally the only person I care about in WWE until Cody gets there. I don't think Brandy's showing up. Um, because she has a baby to raise, and she really doesn't give a shit about these fans anymore. So, uh, Nikita Lyons for the win. Give her all the belts, every single one of them. Okay, I I thought she was fantastic and wild too, and I thought that was a big signing for him. So I I, yeah. I I hear I hear you on that. I mean, I was going to go with the easy route just to make it very simple because I wanted to kind of hear what you all was going to say. But uh, there's this very talented, you know, world renowned athlete down there. Has run championships all over the world. That person happens to be Io Shirai. It's about time. It is about time. There is a there is a huge gap on the main roster, and the versatility of what she brings to the ring is not what you're seeing in the women's division at all right now. You got to bring somebody in that has a sense of uh, a, a aerial finesse, like aesthetic, but also a, a sense of strong style as well too. And the 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 the, the uh, my do, doshi, joshi 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 wrestling, wrestling yes yes <laughs> I think the women's roster needs a little sprinkle of something different and I think it's about time you pull the trigger on EO because it's, it's just a real quick two <laughs> real real quick about two things on EO you heard me groan and I'm groaning because yes she's ready. But whether or not she'll be used well, that's, that's, like, that's a different that's story. That's my problem. That's also a different question, but yes. yes. <laughs> we, Has we she noticed. been ready for like the last year and a half? Yes. yes. Ready she from the well? moment she showed up. <laughs> She's just going to be slapped with uh, Asuka as a tag team partner, and then she'll be chasing Reggie for the 24-7 title maybe two weeks after that with Jeez. a trash can. Jeez, jeez, jeez. Well, if we're coming up on our time, we need to know what is the biggest news of the week. Jamal, you got anything for us? Cody. Uh, oh, shit. Of course I do. Um, so the first thing is, uh, the first ramp, the first dynamite after Cody Rhodes did what in the rating? I'm just saying, I'm not making a correlation, but what I am saying is that they crack a million a couple weeks in a row. And then the word gets out is that Cody's leaving. Uh-oh. And now 869,000. Now that's a decent number. That's well within the metrics of what TNT and, and Khan are looking for. But Cody leaves and 300,000 people don't watch Dynamite this week. I'm Can I just ask a question? What June. month is it? What month? This is, is February. February. And what do we celebrate every February? President's Day. <laughs> Groundhog Day. Day. Literally Monday. <laughs> Valentine's Day? 
Jeez, people, jeez. When no, the day after Valentine's when the Day, second coming, when the second coming of Martin Luther King leaves your roster, what else are you going to do? You're going to stop watching the network, period. So you're telling me that well, Harriet Tubman Rose only... let the Exodus <laughs> follow the drinking gourd. I'm just saying. And, and he <laughs> took 300,000 disciples with him across yonder fields. Oh, because he's Cody Christ as well. The, the prophecy mm-hmm. is being written right now. That's what we don't realize. Like we're witnessing Follow the North Star. It will lead you to Stanford and South. Gandhi Roads. <laughs> Went on a hunger strike for your sins. Oh Just my saying. goodness. Oh, so man. so TD Roads and the rest of the, the new uh, God's <laughs> Foundation <laughs> to three hundred thousand people with him. Let that not be understated. That they cracked the million, <laughs> and they had Brian versus Lee uh, Lee Moriarty lead it off. They had oh, that was a fucking great match, by the way. Quick, quick question: does, I didn't see it, does, but does Tobias Murphy, Buddy Murphy, no longer comes to AEW now that his mask is gone? Huh? I don't give a good goddamn if Buddy Murphy comes. What they need to get is Captain Freeman to bring uh, or Cody Rhodes back. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. No Kenny more, no Omega more Jr. is not going to mean what Cody Christ meant on AEW. <laughs> oh. Okay, so, so real quick, okay, as we're nearly at uh, 70 minutes, um, there's two big things. Uh, number one, Rampage, if you do care, uh, was tabled yesterday in Nashville. It will air on TNT at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. So it will air live across the country. So if you're out in Hawaii, that's 2 o'clock. Uh, Rampage airs live across the no, no, no. And Rampage premieres on TNT across the country. It will not be live, it's taped, but it will premiere at 7 p.m. Eastern, not as normal 10 o'clock slot. And if you're on the West Coast, that is 4 o'clock. And the reason why is that the All-Star game, uh, it follows it afterwards. So it's Rampage leading into All-Star Saturday, Friday night. Um, so that's going to happen. Like that. um, the second big thing is, uh, well, actually, second Big thing is that Lufisto, the uh, province of Quebec, where she is, acknowledged her and her wrestling career. I don't speak any French, and I definitely don't speak Canadian French, but the bottom line is that she gave 22 years to the business, and the National Assembly of Quebec said, cool. And I think that's that's really you know special, and I would like to see more, um, just more public recognition uh, for these feats anyway, instead of just being Nick Floaty with no hips. Um, to, to me, it still doesn't make sense why she is not one of the biggest names. Why is she is not in every locker room for everything that she's done? I know why people she give never Mercedes was, Mar- and that's bullshit. Makes no sense. Whenever no you sense. mention Mercedes Martinez, you have to mention Lufisto. Neck and neck right there in terms of the influence they did for the business uh, on the independence. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, Tegan Knox uh, talked about why she, uh, she uh, was on the chopping block in WWE. Um, you probably could guess why. Uh, EC3 and uh, the formerly known as Braun Sherman, uh, as Adam Scher, have launched their own company, Control Your Narrative. Uh, they're doing yeah. a show in Orlando and Dallas, and apparently the Dallas show on March 31st will be on TV of some sort. Um, Jeff Jarrett, he's a, right. He, he's a part owner of a baseball team. The yeah. team is in Springfield, Illinois. It is the mm-hmm. Lucky Horseshoes. Good name. Good logo. Is that the same? Is that the same team he used to run the Global Force shows at? No, not in Springfield, Illinois. Um, I thought he was in Global Force. Was in uh, well, it was in Nashville for a while, but um, I still but I thought, thought he, he was, ran. He was in Peoria or something like in that in the Mid South somewhere. I thought he was running 
It was Middletown, definitely in Illinois. But he was definitely Mid-North. in Nashville for before. Okay, go ahead. Among, Midwest. Among I'm places. sorry. Midwest is where I thought he was running a, a show. But, yeah, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so, either way, um, yeah, Jeff Jarrett tweeted out that uh, he's a part of the Swingfield, uh, you know, Lucky Horseshoes. And that is a collegiate-level team that plays during the summer. So, hey, baseball is baseball. And they're probably going to be the only some bitches playing if the MLB doesn't get their shit together. Um, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, God, don't remind me. Uh, once again, support Big Swole this weekend out there in St. Louis, her versus Tootie Lynn here in D.C. versus uh, Trisha Dorr. Uh, it's going to be a good time. All of that's happening, and that's the news of this week. All right, all right, all right. Um, anything else anybody want to add really quick? Bunch Go of forth, Cody. Go forth and prosper. <laughs> I need see if he new- shows up in Saudi Arabia. I don't know if the, I get- that nightmare family bus probably can't go across the ocean. On a camel. I- Riding in on a camel. I know. He's going to challenge part Goldberg. The- he's going to part the waters and just walk across. Cody so, Ali not- Ali Ababwa. That's what they're going to call him. <laughs> oh, my God. Prince Cody. <laughs> is he Ali Ababwa? Go. <laughs> Got a ring to it. I like that. I like it. I like it. Um. Folks, you can watch us live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our social medias, um, <laughs> Twitter and uh, Twitch. I was trying to combine the two for whatever reason. Twitter. Right. Definitely wasn't going to come out right. Um, and obviously, you can keep up with all our news. And-